Amateur Radio Newsline report number 2417 with the release date up Friday, February 23rd, 2024 to follow in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The following is a QST. Alabama police remain baffled over broadcast towers' disappearance. Hams in the UK and Australia adjust to new amateur regulations and meet one net where members are trafficking in puns. All this and more as Amateur Radio Newsline report number 2417 comes your way right now. From around the world, this is Newsline, Amateur Radio's first independent on-the-air news and bulletin service. Now, reporting from Wadsworth, Ohio, Stephen Kenford, N8WB. For our top story this week, we return to Jasper, Alabama, where a broadcast tower mysteriously disappeared in early February. For now, that mystery remains... Kent Peterson, KC0DGY, gives us a closer look. As police in Jasper, Alabama, continue to puzzle over the apparent disappearance of a 200-foot radio tower, listeners bemoan the loss of the AM station that has been the mainstay of the metropolitan Birmingham area since it first went on the air in 1957. A recent report in the New York Times quoted longtime listeners as praising WJLX, the sound of Walker County, as being a trusted voice carrying information, storm warnings, traffic reports, and sports scores. The voice went mysteriously silent from AM as the theft of its tower was reported in a case that has baffled local authorities and cast doubts for many, including the police, as to what really happened. The absence of an AM station also prevented the broadcaster from keeping its FM counterpart on the air in compliance with FCC regulations. The station's programming was carried only online until iHeartMedia provided one of its HD3 channels on the broadcaster's WDXB station in Birmingham. According to a report in Radio World, iHeart received the FCC's approval and the broadcaster is now providing a signal to the WJLX FM translator on 101.5 MHz. Meanwhile, concerns remain over the fate of its AM outlet. The station has begun raising funds by establishing a GoFundMe page. The station manager, Britt Elmore, is quoted in the New York Times as asking, Who in the world steals a radio tower? Jasper Police and listeners are asking the same question. For now, not quite a month later, there are unproven theories. But as Newsline went into production, there are still no answers. This is Kent Peterson, KC0, DGY. In California, Girl Scouts, who were involved in the planning and design of an amateur radio station, finally got to use it on Thursday, February 22nd, in a 10-minute contact with the International Space Station. Unlike many of the typical ARISS contacts that have been made using a telebridge station, This was a direct contact from the station created at Girl Scouts headquarters in California. The girls were involved in its creation from the start with help from the River City Amateur Radio Communication Society and Girl Scout Heart of Central California coordinated by Jen Garland, KI1TTY. The girls' instruction provided a look at HAM's emergency response roles and, of course, a possible career as an astronaut. In other news about the ISS, the onboard packet radio digipeter resumed activity on 145.825 MHz as of the 15th of February. Additional digipeter access is expected to become available starting on March 1st with the launch of two new ham radio satellites. Germany's Sonat-2 and Crowcube from Croatia, both satellites are on educational missions. Sonat-2 from the University of Würzburg has a CW Beacon and an SSTV transmitter in addition to the Digipeter. 
Procube has a similar configuration. However, it will use an experimental SSDV downlink and have the capacity to send anniversary and special occasion messages via AX.25 and CW. Hams in the UK have begun experiencing the first of many sweeping changes Ofcom has made to licenses and the licensing process. Jeremy Boot, G4NGH, tells us more. With the first rule changes from Ofcom having come into effect on the 21st, the regulator will send out a new license document to all UK operators no later than autumn of this year. As reported earlier, Ofcom's new rules not only simplify the license process, but permit ham radio equipment to be operated under the supervision of a licensee. Regional secondary locators have also become optional. Ofcom has also raised the maximum power hams can use on most of the bands. The regulator has promoted the changes to give amateurs what it calls, quote, freedom to innovate. This is Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. Likewise, Australian hams are settling into some new license changes too. John Williams, VK4JJW, brings us up to date. Changes have taken effect in Australia on the assignment of amateur radio licenses. On the 19th of February, the change was made to a class license system, meaning that the Australian Communications and Media Authority is no longer renewing non-assigned amateur licenses. Although assigned apparatus licenses are still required to operate a repeater, or a beacon, all other amateur operations are now covered by the new system. HAMs surrendering their non-assigned amateur licenses renewed in the last few months may be eligible for a refund from the ACMA. Most HAMs in Australia needed to take no action to complete their transition to the new class license, which is issued free. This is John Williams, VK4JJW. An island de-expedition by Indian amateurs successfully tested the DX capabilities of an important VHF repeater on the mainland. Jim Meachin, ZL2BHF, has those details. A strategically located VHF repeater in India was put to the test over the weekend of February 18th during a Beaches on the Air de-expedition that reached 27 countries on SSB from Henry's Island. The island location is significant because it is located in the Sundarbans Reserve Forest, an area in Bengal that is prone to violent cyclones and from time to time in need of emergency radio support. A six-member team of hams from the West Bengal Radio Club made the QSOs while studying the changes in propagation that occur during the seasonal change from winter to summer. Although the hams are proud of the DX contacts they made during the weekend, they are prouder still of the successful connection they can rely on from the island to the VHF repeater located atop the highest building in Kolkata. It fulfilled a very practical, life-saving objective, maintaining contact from a region that is imperiled when disaster strikes. This is Jim Meachin, ZL2BHF. A prominent radio amateur in the New York area of the ARRL has become a silent key. The death of Bill Hudzik, W2UDT, past vice director for the ARRL's Hudson Division, was reported on Facebook and in an ARRL newsletter by Nomar, NP4H, the division director. Bill had stepped down as vice director of the ARRL Hudson Division on February 1st, 2022. He had told fellow amateurs at the division awards luncheon 
that his decision was based on having been diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. Bill was originally appointed to the post of vice director in 2011 following the retirement of Frank Fallon, N2FF. Bill had a reputation for representing ham interests in legislative matters in New Jersey, including advocacy for amateurs in gaining an exemption from a state law that banned cell phone use by motorists. Bill had previously served as ARRL's northern New Jersey section manager. He had been a ham since 1961. No other details were immediately available. NASA's Crew-8 astronauts have had to wait a little longer for their launch, but the space agency gave them a good reason. Andy Morrison, K-9 AWM, explains. The launch of a robotic lunar lander has delayed the departure of SpaceX's eighth crewed operational mission to the ISS. NASA's Crew-8 astronauts include Matthew Dominic, KC-0-TOR, the commander, Michael Barrett, KD-5-MIJ, the pilot, and Jeanette Epps, KF5QNU, the mission specialists. They are to be accompanied by mission specialist and Roscosmos cosmonaut Alexander Grabinkin. Their date with the launch pad was moved from the 22nd of February to no earlier than the 28th when they will be aboard a SpaceX Crew Dragon as part of NASA's commercial crew program. Meanwhile, the robotic lander, known as Odysseus, nicknamed Odie, lifted off on February 15th and is expected to become the first private spacecraft to land on the moon. It was built by Intuitive Machines, a company based in Houston. The U.S. has not touched the surface of the moon since the Apollo 17 mission in 1972. This is Andy Morrison, K9AWM. Time for you to identify your station. We are the amateur radio newsline heard on bulletin stations around the world, including the Tri-Town Radio Amateur Club, W9VT in Homewood, Illinois, as part of the Wednesday Net at 8 p.m. local time. Looking for a way to get ready for hurricane season? Randy Sly, W4XJ, is here to give us one option. We're approaching that time of year when the National Weather Service begins Skywarn spotter training in the U.S. for the start of hurricanes and other storms of spring and summer. Lloyd Colston, KC5FM, told Newsline that in his area of the United States, Wichita, Kansas, as well as the Norman and Tulsa, Oklahoma weather forecast offices, have already announced their upcoming classes. He said preparation is an important and serious undertaking. You can be aware or you can be scared. The National Weather Service offers training locally and virtually, so you can be aware. Christopher Strong Warning Coordination Meteorologist for the Baltimore, Washington, D.C. Weather Forecast Office told Amateur Radio Newsline that hams can play a big part in being, quote, weather aware by knowing what threats are possible, unquote. Amateur radio operators not only need to keep our equipment ready to go, but also keep our training up to date. You can attend spotter training online, or find out about classes in your area by visiting weather.gov. Then locate your local office by entering your zip code in the search box. When you find your local office, look for the Skywarn link. This is Randy Sly, W4XJ.
The window is closing to submit names of candidates for an award that honors the open, innovative spirit of ham radio. Cell MB KB3TZD tells us how to apply. Now in its fifth year, the Amateur Radio Software Award recognizes the contributions that free, open-source software has made to enhance the experience of ham radio. The International Awards judges are now in search of this year's recipient from anywhere in the world. Last year's winner was Stephen Loomis, N0TTL, whose development of Grid Tracker has helped Ham simplify the tracking of contacts by visualizing radio traffic on such modes as FT8. Early winners were David Rowe, VK5DGR, for his Codec 2 project, which gives digital voice communications access to other software and hardware projects without the need for licensing fees and other concerns. Jordan Scherer, KN4CRD, and his project, JS8 Call, won the award in 2021, and the first award recipient was Anthony Good, K3NG, for the K3NG Arduino CW Keir. In addition to receiving the award, winners are also celebrated later in the year with a special event station calling attention to the innovative spirit they represent. For details, visit arsaward.com. Deadline is the 29th of February. This is Salembi, KB3, TZD. Behind every achievement of a young DX chaser, there is at least one mentor who has cheered them on with moral support and technical guidance. Working quietly behind the scenes, these seasoned hams become big achievers too. Now these Elmers are getting a moment in the sun as well as we hear from Newsline's newest correspondent, Travis Lisk, N3ILS. The DX Century Club Award is a top amateur radio honor that recognizes hams who have confirmed contacts with 100 entities. Now those hams who have guided younger achievers on their journey to DXCC are in line for a top award themselves. A team of DX organizations is preparing to give a mentor recognition award this May at the annual DX dinner, which coincides with Hamvention in Xenia. To qualify for the award, mentors must have assisted a DX chaser who is under the age of 30. Applicants will be reviewed by a judging committee made up of representatives from the Southwest Ohio DX Association, the Northern California DX Foundation, and the International DX Association. For an application form, send an email to thedxmentor at gmail.com. This is Travis Lisk and 3ILS. In the world of DX, listen for the intrepid DX Group's expedition to Pigeon Island, IOTA number OC-065, from the 22nd of February to the 7th of March. The team will be operating CWSSB and FT8 in fox and hound mode on 160 through 6 meters. There will be as many as six stations operational. Watch the team's Facebook page for updates. See QRZ.com for QSL details. You have until the 26th of February to work Chuck KC4KQE, who is on the air as TF slash KC4KQE from Iceland. He is operating SSB and FT8, activating several POTA and SOTA locations during daylight hours. See QRZ.com for QSL details. Timo OH1NA will be operating holiday style as 3B8 slash OH1NA from Mauritius Iota number AF049 from the 25th of February to the 7th of March. He will operate CW, SSB, FT8, and FT4. See QRZ.com for QSL details.
Listen for Nobby G zero V J G operating holiday style as five H three V J G from Zanzibar Island, IOTA number AF 032 Tanzia from the 7th to the 20th of March. He will be using mainly SSB with some CW and FT eight. He is expecting to operate in the RSGB Commonwealth contest on the 9th and 10th of March. CQRZ.com for QSL details. We end this week's report by putting the spotlight on a new net as part of our occasional series, Nets of Note. Newsline visits this week with a startup net for hams who take radio seriously enough to know there's also a time for laughter. As Ralph Squalacci, KK6ITB, tells us, this is no joke, or is it? The multi-mode digital network known as the QuadNet Array doesn't just unite fans of D-Star, DMR, and C4FM Fusion. Starting next month, a new mode will be added to the mix once a week. Pun mode. Pun mode is neither digital nor analog, and it's not the exclusive practice of ham radio operators. Hams who have a reputation for groan-inducing wordplay now have a refuge in which to practice their craft. The Pun in Life Net is starting up on the QuadNet Array beginning on Saturday the 2nd of March at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time. The net control and punster-in-chief is Daryl Stout, N5VLZ, a past participant in the World Championship Pun-Off held every May at the O. Henry Museum in Austin, Texas. Humor must conform to the on-the-air standards of decency, and because this is a digital mode, and the only QRM you are likely to hear are the loud groans from everyone else. Visit the website openquad.net to check it out before you check in. Daryl is hoping for a big enough crowd to make this a pun-in-a-million experience. This is Ralph Squillachi, KK6ITB. Don't forget the Amateur Radio News on Haiku Challenge. If you're not too busy tuning your antennas or chasing the latest de-expedition, pick up a pencil and share your experience by sending an original haiku to us here at Newsline. Use the entry form on our website, arnewsline.org, and please follow the rules for writing your three-line haiku. Sorry, but we cannot accept any entries that aren't written in traditional haiku form. With thanks to the Amateur Radio Software Award, AMSAT News Service, Australian Communications and Media Authority, Amateur Radio Daily, ARRL, CQ Magazine, CNN, David Bihar, K7DB, DX World, 425 DX News, NY Times, Ofcom, QRZ.com, Radio World, ShortwaveRadio.de, Southwest Ohio DX Association, West Bengal Radio Club, Wireless Institute of Australia, Worldwide DX, YouTube, and you our listeners. And that's all from the Amateur Radio Newsline. We remind our listeners that Amateur Radio Newsline is an all-volunteer nonprofit organization that incurs expenses for its continued operation. If you wish to support us, please visit our website at arnewsline.org and know that we appreciate you all. We also remind our listeners that if you like our newscast, please leave us a five-star rating wherever you subscribe to us. For now, with Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT at the news desk in New York and our news team worldwide, I'm Stephen Kinford, NAWB in Wadsworth, Ohio, saying 73, and as always, we thank you for listening. Amateur Radio Newsline is copyright 2024. All rights reserved.